Thanks for joining us online today. If you'd like to join the conversation, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We hope that you'll enjoy this message. What's Next series. What's up? What's next? Man, I am so fired up about this. Welcome, Gateway Campus. Welcome, all of our services at Plantation. Welcome to our online audience as well. Guys, this weekend, I'm so excited. And here's why. Because this is a little nostalgic for me on this weekend. Because it was 14 years ago this weekend that Sarah and I pulled our rider truck into Southwest Florida with a dream and a passion in our heart to see God do something big. We left our only home we had ever known in Northeast Indiana, relocated 1,300 miles away to Southwest Florida with nothing but a big vision in our heart for Next Level Church. And so that was 14 years ago this weekend. And guys, here's the deal. What that, the passion we had as a 26 and 24-year-old uh, young couple, that, same, that passion we had to see God do something great in Southwest Florida, listen, has never left us. And in fact, it's only gotten greater and greater, greater and greater with every passing year. So listen, whether you've been a part of Next Level Church for 37 minutes, 37 weeks, or 3.7, I don't know, it broke down years or something. Listen, this is a great time to be a part of Next Level Church. We believe Next Level Church, we believe the local church is the hope of the world. And Next Level Church gets to play a strategic part in that. And in just a few minutes, by the end of our time together this weekend, I'm going to show you how you can be a part of that in an even greater way in 2016. So guys, get ready. And let me just say something. Listen, I'm going to tell something tell you all of you something about me that you probably don't know. And that is this. I am a passionate guy. I know, right? You know, laughter of disbelief because they can't believe it's true. But here's the deal. I'm a passionate guy. God has wired me this way. He's made me this way. Listen, people don't get around me and expect to be bored. They just don't. They just, they're like, hey, let's go hang out with Pastor Matt because I bet you we can fall asleep. Doesn't happen and it's not going to happen in this service this weekend either. Guys, listen, I want to talk about something this weekend that I don't know in the the 14-year history of our church. I don't know that that I can remember that I've ever preached an entire message on passion. Our passion. But that's what I want to do in this What's Next series. Part two, we're talking this weekend about passion. And here's why. Because I'm a passionate guy, but I'm not the only one. Matter of fact, every single one of us are passionate people. So would you do me a favor? Grab the bulletin. When you came into your service, whatever service you're in, God, you were handed a bulletin. Pull that out. There's some fill in the blanks on a slip of paper in there. I want you to follow along with my train of thought here for the next few minutes as we talk about four perspectives, if you will, on passion. And here's the first one. Number one, write this down. God has made us passionate people. Plain and simple, when we study the Bible, which around here we believe is the inspired word of God for our lives. When we study the Bible, we, we, what we discover is that God has made us passionate people. So listen, if you're passionate like me in any way, shape, or form, I want you to know something. It's okay. It's good. It's right. 
Here's what that means, passionate people. You should yell at your TV this weekend when your team scores a touchdown. You should be yelling at your TV. Okay, you should be whining and crying, Patriots fans, if and when your team loses. It's just the the way it's going to be. Sorry, I couldn't resist. I had to. I had to. I had to. Listen, God made us passionate people. When you and I see senseless violence in the news, there should be something passionate that rises up inside of us. When we see injustice in our world... It should get us fired up. We should feel a holy, righteous anger on the inside and a passion that says, that's not okay and someone ought to do something about it. Listen, we were made to be passionate people. And here's what I want us to know. Listen, we were made to not just be passionate about football or football. We were made to be passionate about our relationship with Jesus Christ as well. Listen, whatever intensity you will cheer for your team this weekend, God wants us to have at least that much intensity, that same level of passion for Him and for His church and for what He is doing on the earth today. It is not okay for us to be passionate about football and lukewarm about the things of God. Now, I recognize we're only about five minutes into this message, and I'm like on you. But here's your warning. I'm not going to let up. You know why? Because there's too much at stake. It's not okay for us to be passionate about football or whatever and then be lukewarm about in our commitment to what God's doing on the earth. Listen, this church is not just here so we can all attend, be entertained, and then go home. And if you come and that's all you get out of it, I want you to know something. You are missing the point. This is not the local church of Jesus Christ and next level church for 13 and a half now, 14 years that my family and I have moved here. Listen, we didn't come here so that we can entertain the saints. That's not what we're doing. There's too much at stake. We exist because there is a passionate purpose that God has called us to. And every single one of us are called to be a part of that. That's why around here at Next Level Church, we have three very simple steps. Attend, discover, commit. Attend, discover, commit. Attend, discover, commit. So here's what that means. If all you're doing is attending, that's great, but you're, that's, that's not even the point. That's like going to dinner, and then when you get a third of the way to the restaurant, stopping and being like, good enough, you're going to go home hungry every time. Plain and simple. That's not the point. That's not the point. It's not even the point to attend and then discover and go to our discover part one, discover part two, which is great. But if we don't ever commit, then we're always going to be hungry. We're always going to miss it. Why? Because God is up to something great. And so next level church, listen, this year, we are going to be calling every single one of us to a higher level of commitment than ever before. You know why? Because God is up to something huge in our midst. God has created us as passionate people. Number two, because God is passionate too. The Bible says we're created in his image. Well, if we're passionate, so is he. When you study the Bible, here's what you begin to realize very quickly. Everything God does, he does with passion. That there's never a time where I read the Bible and I'm like, yeah, God must have been bored that day. Never. 
Never. We serve a passionate God. And God is passionate. And, and what's interesting is when you study the Bible, we discover that God is passionate about something very specific. And that which he is passionate about is lost people being found. That's what our God is passionate about. Jesus was teaching in Luke chapter 15. Incredible story. And he's, he's teaching in a parable, in a metaphor type, an illustration type of form. And he's got this group of people around him. And he starts to give this metaphor because he wants them to understand what God is truly passionate about. Look at this. Luke 15 verse 3 says this. Then Jesus told them this parable, this story, this analogy. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. That's bad. Did you, did you see what I did there? Did you see what I did there? That was awesome. Doesn't he leave? <laughs> Amazing. That was totally ad-libbed. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? Look at verse 5. And when he finds it, he, look at this word, joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and his neighbors together and says, rejoice with me, party with me. Why? Because I have found my lost sheep. Verse 7, Jesus says, I tell you that in the same way, there will be more partying, rejoicing in heaven over one sinner lost person who repents, who turns to God, than over 99 righteous persons who don't need to repent. Listen, I don't know about you, but that sounds like passion. We serve a passionate God, and he has created us to be passionate people. Number three, write it down. God wants us to be passionate about what, he is a pas what he's passionate about. God wants us to be passionate about what he's passionate about. That it's not enough for us to just be passionate people and for God to be a passionate God. The best case scenario is that you and I get fired up about what gets God fired up. 2 Corinthians chapter, uh, chapter 5, the Apostle Paul is writing. The Apostle Paul writes and he says this, All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and, look at this, gave us the ministry of reconciliation. What's going on here? This isn't reconcile. Reconciliation is an accounting term. So here's what it means. Because of sin, you and I were in the deficit. We were in the negative in our account. Teenagers, that's like if you go in the negative in your checking account or your debit account, whatever you call it now, the, the, it's the negative, okay? That's bad. You're going to get fees. And for us, the Bible says the fee of, of sin is death. We're going to die. Eternal judgment. That ain't good. So God, in his righteousness, and his love sees that deficit. And he says, hey, I can't allow that. So he sends his son, Jesus. And when Jesus died on the cross, he did so to reconcile the account. So that sinful mankind, you and I, could be reconciled. The counts would be even to him. He paid the price for us. But I love this. Look what it says in the verse. All of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. Here's the point. Not counting people's sins against them. But then look at this part of the verse. And he has committed to us 
The message of reconciliation. Okay, passionate freak out moment coming. What? What? Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, get this, that you and I weren't just saved, reconciled, our sins forgiven for us. He did that. He reconciled us, evened our accounts, forgave us of sin, allowed us to be in relationship with a loving God so that he could turn right around and give to us the ministry, the work of reconciliation to the earth. That means God has entrusted to us. He has made us responsible for that which he is most passionate about, which is lost souls. Okay, if that doesn't get your passion fires going, then your wood is wet. That should light your fire, man. Are you kidding me? Think of it. The God of the universe said, I could do this on my own, but I'm not going to. Instead, I'm going to reach down and create this thing called the local church of Jesus Christ and give them the ministry of reconciliation that they would go to their city, to their region, to their nation, and to the ends of the earth spreading the gospel, the message of the love of Jesus Christ. And guess what? We're in on it. It's awesome. I'm so excited. God wants us to be passionate for what he is passionate about. Now, here's the thing. We recognize that as a church, we can't be passionate about everything. But here's what it means. It means that we are called to be passionate about some things about some very specific responsibilities that we believe God has entrusted us as a church to be passionate about, to aim our passions at. And so for the next few minutes, I want to take, uh, take some time and unpack for you what I would call our four points of passion, four areas or points of passion that we as a church believe God has called us to focus on with laser precision and be passionate about. Four points of passion for us as a church. The first one is this. Number one, we're passionate about people. Plain and simple, we're passionate about people. Why? Because we believe people matter to God. Those of you who, are, who work in the financial sector, or those of you who have retirement funds or retirement accounts or mutual funds, that sort of a thing, in, in, in that world, there's a term that's called ROI, return on investment, ROI, return on investment. And those of you who work in that world, you know, whatever, or if you have a retirement fund, you know that at this time of year, your financial advisor will sit down with you and say, okay, here's, here's the money you put in and here's the return on investment you got out. And, and there's, the, there's a return on investment. Well, here's the deal. For us as a church, we're not a business. There are aspects to what we do that are very business-like and principles that transfer in the business world or the church world, absolutely. But we as a church are a spiritual organization. So here's what that means. Our return on investment, Next Level Church, is not money. Our return on investment is people. 
return on investment. When we invest time, energy, passion, giftedness, uh, servants' hearts, finances, we are looking for the return on investment, and that is always measured in souls. Because we believe that's God's return on investment. Money in, time in, passion in, servant's heart in, uh, abilities, giftedness in, souls out. That is the measure of our success, plain and simple. We are passionate about people. So if you're here this weekend and you're a people, I'll give you a second. You're why this place exists. You're, you're, part, you're part of the mission. You're, you are. You're why this place exists. Listen, there's no greater win for Sarah and I, for our team, than when we hear from one of you who says, listen, my teenage daughter, my middle school son, my child who's in fourth grade was loved on and impacted by our ministry teams that serve in our kids' ministry week in and week out at one of our campuses. There's no better, better story than, thing for us than to hear the story of a marriage that was saved or a single person who comes in or, or a divorced person who comes in and is hurting and broken and God uses this place to impact them. That's the ultimate ROI for us. That is our return on investment and we're passionate about people. Number two, we as a church, four points of passion, we are passionate about places. We're passionate about places. From time to time and over time, eventually, places are required to serve people. When, we, when Sarah and I moved here 14 years ago, we started in the Bell Tower movie theaters. And so we had for four years, exactly 200 Sundays, we did church in a movie theater. And it was beautiful and it was fantastic. And, and God moved and God touched people in that place. It was incredible. We had big trailers and we'd roll it up and we'd unload all our equipment and set it all up and kids ministries and, and the auditorium and worship team and drums. It was great. And then at the end of it, we put it all back in the trailers. Fantastic. For 200 Sundays, four years. We had church in a movie theater. That was a place that God used. Then after four years, we moved to South Fort Myers High School. And for the next five years, a total of 460 Sundays, but who's counting? <laughs> we did portable church, and God used the place of South Fort Myers High School to impact people. Then, four and a half years ago, Easter of 2011, God opened the door for us to purchase an existing church, gut it, renovate it, remodel, add square footage to it. And we know that now as our plantation campus. And every single week, God impacts several thousand people on over 2,000 people on our plantation campus. God uses that place to impact people. Then in March of 2014, God opened the door for us to purchase seven and a half acres of land on Gateway Boulevard. And we built another building, another place and God's using that place. So what are we passionate about? We're passionate about people, and we're passionate about places. And I wrote a really cute, quippy statement here that I want to make sure I read because I got to get credit for it. It says this, when you have the right places, you can impact so many more faces. Got you. You're welcome. That should be trending on Twitter any moment. We're passionate about that. We're passionate about creating places so we can impact people. Let me tell you the third thing, our four points of passion. Number one is people. Number two is places. Number three is partnerships. 
partnerships. See, here's what we know. We know that no one organization can do everything. And in fact, God doesn't intend it. God, God doesn't set up his kingdom so that only one organization meets the needs of the whole world. That's not what God desires. God desires for partnerships to happen because, see, no one organization can do it all, but every organization can do something extremely well. So here's what that means. For us as a church, partnerships give us the ability to reach and impact places that we never could on our own. Let me tell you, when I hear stories of young girls, 11, 12, 14, 16, 18 years of age, being kidnapped and forced to go into the sex slavery in nations around the world or in our nation, I want you to know something. There's a holy anger, a passion that rises up inside of me that says this should not be so. There are millions, millions of people today, 2016, not 1860, 2016, who are, who are stuck in sex trafficking across the world. And I don't know about you, but when I hear that kind of thing, I get fired up and I get angry, a righteous God kind of anger that says, not in my day, not in our world, not today. But here's, what, here's the thing. I personally am not called to go and do something about that. But it doesn't mean that others aren't. So one of the glories of being a part of a local church like this this is we have the ability to partner with others. And so there's an organization called A21 that is working in Europe right now to rescue girls who are stuck, who are held hostage in the sex slave trade of Europe. And they are aggressively daily Finding those girls and rescuing them, saving their lives. Well, guess what? I'm not called to go and do that, but I'm so thankful that I'm a part of a church that sponsors and supports an A21 who is called to go and do that. And so we are passionate as a church not to do everything, but to partner with those who are doing what we are passionate about. I love that. That's why partnerships are so critical. And we as a church are passionate about finding those strategic partners that we can link arms with to extend our passions beyond ourselves. That is our heart as a church. Four points of passion, people, places, partnerships. And here's the the fourth one, projects. Hey, Mildred, I think all them up there begin with the same letter. That's pretty good of that boy. You're welcome. We're passionate about projects. People, places, partnerships, and projects. What are projects? Here's, here's how, how we define projects. Partnership, partner, or projects are kind of this, this idea of like one-off opportunities that can basically turbo boost a ministry's influence and effectiveness. So, so, so let me illustrate this for a second. So for over a decade now, we have been uh, in partnership. One of our ministry partners is called Christ for India. And they're a ministry organization that works in the nation of India. And they're doing incredible things. They have over 800 children who are a part, uh, who live on their property, school-aged children who are in their elementary school. And they're teaching them uh, everything that they need to know all the way up through high school age. They're teaching them English. They're teaching them trades. Uh, It's an incredible program. They have a medical side of that. They have a seminary side of that. 
And so they train, think of this, every year, Christ for India India trains in their seminary 200 pastors and church planters. So by being a part of Next Level Church, you don't even realize this, some of you, you're a part of sending out and planting 200 churches a year in the nation of India. Well, for several years, Christ for India, their leaders who I'm friends with have, have been, been telling us that, that they have this opportunity above their library or whatever it is, this building they have, to build a second story video technology suite. And so now these pastors, these church planters who are being trained and instructed there and sent out from there every year, they can start to teach them how to create videos, write videos, shoot videos, edit videos, so that they have that skill when they go out into their nation and into other nations all across that region of of the world. Think of this. And and for $50,000 or whatever it is, they have the ability to build this video technology suite so that 200 pastors a year year can be trained on how to create videos. All they need is someone to partner with them with this project to fund this so that one-time expense booms because they're so busy raising money for, you know, their general operating and all of that, taking care of those needs that they don't really have the capacity to raise that. So if someone would partner with them to support that project in a one-time deal, they could build this and it would train pastors for the next decade and beyond. Well, I look at that and I go, that's awesome. What if? What if God would bless us in such a way that we could be a part of something like that? I don't know about you. I get passionate. I get fired up about that. See, we're passionate people. God made us that way and he's a passionate God. And God's idea is he wants us to be passionate about what he's passionate about. And here's the fourth idea. Number four, write this down. God wants us to participate passionately in his passions. God wants us to participate passionately in his passions. Next level church, listen. It's incredible what God has done here among us. To think that there are now over 3,000 people who attend every single week at one of our services, at one of our campuses here at Next Level Church in Southwest Florida. To think there are over 5,000 people who call this church their home. And here's the deal. In the last 15 to 18 months, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families, individuals, single people, families, have committed to putting God first in their finances by bringing the tithe, the first 10%, into the storehouse. See, that's the beginning when it relates to what God wants us to do. And so many of us have been on that journey developing that spiritual discipline of bringing the tithe, the first one out of 10, the first 10% of everything increase that God brings into our life, our paycheck, our bonuses, whatever that is, and then bringing the first 10%, returning it, the Bible says, to the storehouse. God gave it to us and he asked us in obedience to return it to him. And it's been amazing over the last year and a half to see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families who call Next Level Church their home returning the tithe, taking that first step. We're always talking about next steps. And listen, if you've not done that, put God first by bringing him the first 10%, that is your next step. It's been incredible to see what God's done. And we hear stories every week of how God has miraculously just showed up in every single one of these cases. Just every time, it's just been incredible to see. But here's the good news. The good news this weekend is tithing is just the beginning. See, God wants us 
to not just return the first 10% to him. God wants us to give above and beyond that as well. He wants us to be generous givers, and he wants us as a church to be an extravagantly generous church to the world. See, here's what we realize. We've realized that God has blessed us as a church and he's called us to be a blessing in Southwest Florida, in the United States of America, and to the four corners of the earth around our four points of passion, people, places, partnerships, and projects. So here's the cool part. Starting this weekend, we are creating an above and beyond fund, if you will. An above and beyond fund that every single one of us who are part of Next Level Church can begin to give generously above and beyond the tithe toward. And this fund is going to encapsulate all four of our passions, people, places, partnerships, and projects. And so we're calling this fund Kingdom Builders. Kingdom Builders. We're calling this fund Kingdom Builders. And here's the reason why. Because as followers of Jesus, you and I are not just called to fund our own kingdom, We are called to be a blessing and fund his kingdom on the earth as well. So come on, kingdom builders, every every service, every, every environment we're in, ready? Let's, on the count of three, let's all say the words kingdom builders together. Ready? One, two, three. Kingdom builders. That's what we're called to be a part of, not just building our own kingdom. We haven't been blessed just for ourselves. God says we've been blessed so we can be a blessing to others. Genesis chapter 12. God is speaking to Abraham, the father of the faith, and he's giving him a vision for his life. And look what he says. I will make you into a great nation, a great people, and I will bless you. I will make your name great. And look at this part. You will be a blessing. Listen, Next Level Church, God has blessed us, but he has not just blessed us for us He has blessed us so we can be a blessing to others. And I'm just telling you, that should get your passion fires burning. God's entrusted us with so much, and he's looking around for a people who will leverage it, not just for themselves, but for the advancement of his kingdom. And that is what Kingdom Builders is all about. So... Kingdom Builders, this year, our goal, Next Level Church, above and beyond our general fund, which takes care of the mission, operating, and all of that here at Next Level, all of our programming, debt reduction, salaries, so forth, ministries, all of that is covered in our general budget. Okay, that's the tithe. Beyond that, our goal for Kingdom Builders in 2016, we are believing God for $1.5 million. Yeah, come on, I'm so excited. So think of it. If God could use us together above and beyond the tithe, if we could see 1.5 million come in, I'm telling you, we'll talk more specifics about this in the weeks to come, but I'm just telling you the opportunities, the ROI that God has given to us to impact tens of thousands of people is crazy, crazy. If we could raise that 1.5 million above and beyond the normal general tithes of next level, We can impact people in ways like never before. I think about our next level coaching. I think think about the way we can impact other churches and pastors and leadership teams across the country. I think about benevolence opportunities so that when something happens in in your life and and you, you go through a hard time and you're a part of next level, there's funds there or something happens on a national crisis level, we can be a part of that or a global level. We can, we can have designated funds that can help people. 
I think about places. Listen, Next Level Church. I am excited because for nine years, we've been working in our downtown Dunbar communities, doing outreach opportunities. And every month, we've been in there for almost nine years now. And here's the dream. I'm telling you, we have had this dream in our heart to see a permanent facility right in our downtown Dunbar communities. And we're believing in 2016 that this is the year that God helps us secure a permanent dream center, Fort Myers Dream Center. Come on, somebody. Downtown. Yeah. Light in the darkness. Places that we can impact people. I'll go another direction with this place thing. We believe in 2016, God is opening the door. And I'm not going to give you all the details now, but on the 30th and 31st, you heard us talking about it. Don't miss it because there is a humongous announcement. We believe this year, we're excited because we're going to be, God's opened the door for us to launch our third campus. Yeah! Where's it going to be? Where's it going to be? You got to come back, baby. Come back in two weeks. Places. Guys, think of it. Kingdom Builders gives us the ability to fund people, places, partnerships. I mentioned A21. I think about the ARC, which is the church planning organization that we partner with. Think of it. This year, through Kingdom Builders, we're going to be able to, together with the partnership of the ARC, plant over 90 churches in America. What? That's crazy. That's crazy projects. I mentioned the Technology Center for Christ for India. Here's another one. Listen to this. One of our ministry partners called Hope for Haiti has this uh, this program that they do called From Blue to Block. Blue to Block. You know what that is? They literally come in beside a family who's living under a blue tarp. And in a matter of days, they're able to move that family from a blue tarp house to a block house. I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. I am passionate about the projects that God is going to give us the ability to fund. And every dollar of the 1.5 million above and beyond goes to fund all of these and way more of these people, places, partnerships, and projects that God has called us to be a part of. That's the goal. That's the goal. So, what does that mean for all of us? Well, here's, here's what it means. We want you to be a part of that. And you hear us talk about next steps all the time. Here's the next steps. If you've never started tithing, returning to God the first 10%, that is your next step. But for the hundreds of us who have and do, that is our spiritual discipline and we have done that. Guess what? This is where it gets good. See, this is why living a generous life really is the most fun life you can live. Because we get to give above and beyond. So, so this is an opt-in deal. So here's what we need you to do. This week, go to nextlevelchurch.com slash kingdombuilders. Nextlevelchurch.com slash kingdombuilders. Write that website down. It's on the bottom of your page there. Fill in the blanks. It's right there. This is an opt-in deal. We want to be able to communicate month in and month out the projects we funded, which ones are still left to come. We want to be able to be in communication with you. And so go to, to Kingdom Builders, nextlevelchurch.com slash Kingdom Builders. Fill out that form and opt in today. Why? Because God has called us to something greater. And here's the coolest part. You want to hear another cool little thing? I'm full of it tonight. I'm telling you. I'm fired up. Here's another cool little piece. Ready? We were sharing this vision of, of some of these opportunities with a group of people a, a few weeks ago. 
And a couple came up to Pastor Kyle and I right after the, the meeting and they said, hey, we love this. We're on board. God's blessed us. And so we are committing the first 250,000 of that one point. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, man. What could God do with all of us doing our part? It's going to happen. That's like getting the first two punches on the 10-punch car wash card. We're like 15% of the way there. Let's go. Why? Because people matter to God. God is passionate about lost people being found. And Next Level Church, we've been given so much. And God's looking for a people who won't just make it about themselves, but to start living beyond themselves, living an above and beyond And I love being a part of a church that creates opportunity for that. So what's your next step? Is it tithing? Come on, man, get caught up. You know why? Because we got to go. We got to go. There's generous living opportunities for us that God wants us to be a part of. Is it kingdom builders? Come on, opt in, opt in, opt in. Why? Because tens of thousands of souls are going to be impacted this year because of you and I. Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you that you've called us to not just be a normal church. God, if we wanted to be a safe church, an average church, then God, we passed that a long time ago. Lord, you've called us to be a church that is passionate about the things you are passionate about. And you've called us to be a people who passionately participate in those passions. And so, Lord, thank you for this opportunity. God, I pray blessing on your people. I pray that you would expand our faith, that you would raise our faith today. And that, God, we would just begin to think way beyond ourselves and our own needs and our own wants and our own desires. That we could be an extravagantly generous people who are an extravagantly generous church. Jesus, you've blessed us with much so we can be a blessing to so many others. Lord, it's going to be a great year as we pursue our passions. God, we're excited about what's next. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody in every service who agreed said, Amen. If your life has been impacted through this ministry, we would love to hear your story. Send us an email to mystory@nextlevelchurch.com. We're always encouraged to know how God is using this ministry to change lives. Also, if you want to support what God is doing here, you can do so through our website, nextlevelchurch.com. Your generosity is making an impact here and around the world. Thanks for joining us online. Have a great week.